Bryce, guess who? It's me, Ramona, the OG, from the original season of Survivor. I was just thinking about you and wanted to say, hey, I miss you and can't wait till we can reconnect in person. Man, it's been a lot going on lately, but I'm so glad to see you continue to shine. You know how we do, because it's a, it's a purple pants, it's a purple pants, it's a purple pants podcast. It's a purple pants, it's a purple pants, it's a purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's a purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's a purple pants podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's a purple pants podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. Welcome, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Bryce Isaiah, and what's poppin', everybody? As always, I'm so excited to bring you another episode of the podcast. You know, I've been cooking up a lot of things for you, so I got a lot of different topics to talk about. But before we get into all of that, I want to know what's going on to the Purple Pants Posse. Welcome to the new listeners. You know, what's been going on? How's everybody been doing? You know me, busy as a quarantine bee. And before I get into what I've been up to, just make sure you guys, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just hit that subscribe button. It won't hurt you. Make sure you give your baby boy some five stars and write me a review. I love to read the reviews. It helps me push the content out that you guys want. Now for me, like I said, I've been busy as a quarantine bee. I was explaining to you guys last time, a couple of times ago, that I've been dying for a brunch. You know, baby boy needed a brunch at brunch. You know, for real, for real, I just wanted the mimosas. So over the weekend, a few friends and I got together. We got this delicious menu together. I was like, I'll make the grits and shrimps. I'll do some shish kebabs. Okay, we had some burgers, hot dogs, some uh, grilled tomatoes, some grilled pineapples, French toast. It was so popping. Bang, bang. And you know, I left me with a goodie bag. Okay, because listen, I said I got to take some of this home. And then my godson, Peyton, and my niece, Ananda, they graduated. Ananda graduated from high school. And my godson graduated from elementary school going to middle school so we had a barbecue for them and i have to say it was the first time i was around uh people that i hadn't been around in such a long time you know i tried to keep my social distance as much as i can but you know baby boy was wetting his whistle and listen y'all ever play ladder ball before ladder ball well my uncle mr d he's so competitive he be listen he's like this old school right here this old school now mind you he did beat me a couple of times but i definitely won like twice but he was like you know he was cheating a little bit but you know i let i let the old school do their thing because you know listen I like to respect my elders, so, you know, I let him think that he won a couple of times. So, it was just really good to be around friends and family, you know, trying to keep our social distance. Although, in Philadelphia, we went to the yellow state, which, you know, still has me concerned. Because with more people getting out, I feel like more COVID-19, the coronavirus will continue to spread. But I can say it was really good to be around some friends and family. It just kind of warmed my heart before my heart was broken this weekend. Okay. I won't get into much, but I, you know, I use the Purple Pants Posse as my therapy and as like things that bother me. I like to get them off my chest. So I just want to share this brief story with you guys because I just want to get it off my chest. 
So over the weekend, a couple of my coworkers, a couple of my African-American coworkers, we really want to do something for our, you know, in our company to like, you know, support the Black Lives Matter. So we had a conference call over the weekend and over the conference calls, maybe like five of us that work in the office together and, you know, or work for the same company. And, you know, a lot of us have not met each other because, you know, we telecommute. Uh, so it was just interesting for everyone to talk and, you know, for us to just basically like, you know, figure out what we stand for and where we're at. So we all went around to talk about, you know, where we're from, a little bit of our background, just to introduce for people that we have not met personally or, you know, we might be working together, but we don't really know what or who they are. So for myself, I was excited. You know, I was like, you know, yes, I want to introduce, let everyone know that I'm really passionate about this cause and I want to raise as much awareness as we can. So I introduced myself. You know, hey, I'm Bryce Isaiah. I'm really passionate about this. I just want it to be brought to the attention that I am an openly gay black man. And, you know, that is my struggle. That is who I am. And I want to make sure that this is a safe place for us to amplify our voices, you know, as us melanated people. And there was some people on the call that I guess that sort of kind of offended them or not offended them, but they wanted to bring it to my attention that, you know, the reason for this call is because we're all black and that, you know, we all need to make sure that we have, you know, the common agenda is that we are all black. Now, that's the issue that I have, and it's been an issue in our community for a while, and no one ever wants to talk about it. But, however, in that work conference call, I did not want to, you know, listen, Spicy Bricey was about to come out. But I didn't want to have to do that in that forum because I wanted to, like, you know, just let everyone get their peace in. But the couple of things that bothered me was there were a couple of friends that or coworkers that I'm friendly with on that call that I felt like, well, hmm, that's interesting that like this this random guy that I don't know, uh, you know, would say that. But no one came to my defense or no one was like, hey, I don't really think that that's really what we're trying to say here. So that was interesting to me because I'm like, oh, OK, I like how y'all say you're my friends, but, you know, y'all don't really have my back. So I see where y'all stand. We have this issue in the black community that, you know, because I'm black and I'm gay, I I can't raise my voice. Essentially like that, that man told me to be quiet and that like, you know, we need to fight the black fight. And um, well, excuse me. Well, my fight is black and gay. So that's my fight. And that's the platform that I will stand on. And so it was really just disheartening for me because it's like here I am in this space that we're trying to create change and we're really trying to move the needle forward. And I am literally just being open and honest and speaking my truth. And yet again, here we are. Somebody basically telling me that my truth doesn't count and that I need to speak and I need to stick to the bigger calls. It really bothered me because I don't know, it just took, it just took me back to a place where it's just like, ugh, it just constantly reminds me of this world, me being a black man. I don't have a say, you know, I'm worried about getting killed by the police out here. I'm worried about, you know, systematic racism and everything that can happen. And in, in my same community and I'm out here fighting for that, I'm out here raising my voice for, you know, when I say that, listen, I'm a gay black man and these are the things that I value for. I, I'm, I'm silent. And like, you know, it's just that double edged sword of being a gay black man. And I just feel like I won't be quiet and I won't ever stop telling my truth. There's been such a long time that I was not okay with my own truth. And, you know, I am the person that I am today is because I speak on my truth and I won't ever be silenced. And I just I I say that so passionately. Because there's a whole community of us. There's a whole LGBTQ, a black trans, a black gay man, black, you know, there's so many, there's so many people younger than me that, you know, are scared to come out of who they are because of, you know, in the black community, it's that hyper masculinity that like, oh, you can't be, you gotta be this, you gotta be that. And no, I, I listen, I'm, I'm living truth that you don't have to listen. You could be who you are and whatever it is that you want to be. And so it just, you know. 
hurt my soul a little bit but I was like you know what I just I need to release it I want to talk about it on the Purple Pants Posse and I again I came back I sent an email today and I was like listen if these aren't things that we are going to stand for then I'm not going to be a part of this group however I still support the cause and however I still will fight my own battle and I still will fight for the cause but I won't be a part of somebody that's essentially going to tell me to be quiet for my experiences and for the greater good like no well what is the greater good for me I I'm a human being. My life matters. So I just feel like I wanted to highlight that. I know it's a sensitive subject in the black community right now. And we have this great push for Black Lives Matters. But I just think that it's important that, listen, well, my voice matters, too. And this is who I am. And I'm standing in my truth. So I just wanted to share that with y'all because baby boy was going through it a little bit. But, you know, I will always rise above and I will always speak what I believe is true to be right. And that's just, you know, where I'm at. But thank you guys for letting me get that off my chest because listen I was hot okay I was hot but I was proud of myself in the sense that I did not let spicy Bricey come out because whoo baby y'all know me he was but I'm just like what would cussing out and what would like you know that I say you know what let me just go on and let this meeting happen let me see what they have to say and but you know I, I know I know what to do now I know who I won't move with now and I know that I won't be a part of something that does not stand for what I believe in so that's just kind of that's the end of that okay but anyway so let's get into this podcast i have a really great episode for you guys so let me give you the rundown of what we got this week so on this week's episode we've got the church announcements and on the menu this week i have the mahogany project it's a great organization that i really want to get behind and help support so i'm excited to talk about them a little bit this week on the podcast i also want to talk about a lot of things that are going on in the lgbtq community i also got bubba wallace on the menu and i'm so sad about this i am covering the season finale of insecure y'all know that's breaking my heart okay we got the purple pants picks we got advice with bryce we've also got a very special barb's message this week my mom really kind of pours out her heart and to like kind of what's going on from her perspective as a black mother. So I was really moved by my mom's Barb's message this week. So I'm excited for that. And we also got the freak of the week, baby. So listen, buckle on up. Get ready. Let's go. Let's get this podcast started. On this week's church announcement, you know, something short and sweet. The first church announcements, I just wanted to let you guys know that I am currently selling shirts. Yes, I figured, you know what? I need to be proud of who I am and what I stand for. And, you know, I happened to go on Michelle Fitzgerald from, you know, When Is At War, her Instagram live. She does every Wednesday, Whining Wednesday. She had me come on as a guest and really kind of talk about, you know, furthering Black Lives Matters and the platform that I stand on, which is, you know, the LGBTQ community especially like the black community of it and so you know when I went on that shirt I had designed this cute little shirt that said black and gay AF which really is like black and gay as fuck and I love it because there's never been a time more in my life that I have accepted my flaws I've accepted who I am and I'm fine with that and I you know I love to spread that around and there's so many you know young black gay queer men young black gay men the young black LGBTQ community that I know that you know is coming up 
up under me and I want to show them that listen we need to be proud of who we are okay don't let it don't don't let somebody from a work conference call it don't let anybody from your uncle or somebody tell you that listen you you can't be proud of who you are yes I'm black and I'm gay and I'm very proud of it and so I am just so excited for the shirt for a multitude of reasons one because it's pride month and like yes let me show pride for who I am Two, because I partnered with the Mahogany Project, which you guys will hear later on this podcast about all of the great work that they do for the black LGBT community. And so a portion of the proceeds from my black and gay as fuck shirts is going right to the Mahogany Project. And I'm so excited for that. Okay, listen, I don't just talk to talk here on this podcast. I'm actually doing something that I can give back to something that directly affects my community. And that makes me so proud because it's like, baby boy. Yes. So listen, you guys, if you want to support my shirt, I know, I know, I know. Everybody might not feel comfortable to support this shirt, but listen, you know, there are some people, you know, I got a lot of LGBTQ community on here. I got a lot of black LGBTQ. LGBTQ communities and listen we I'm proud of who I am and so listen you might know somebody so spread the word pass it okay because the money is going to a great organization something that I can get behind and if you want to know more about the Mahogany Project keep listening to this podcast because I'm interviewing the CEO and founder of the Mahogany Project Next on the church announcements, you know, I'm not sure if the Survivor community, you guys are aware, but Sunday from Gen X versus Millennials, she had came out recently this week and let us know that, you know, she, her cancer is back. And, you know, what a Survivor Sunday is to be so open. And as of now, like she doesn't have all of the information of what's going on. But she wanted to be transparent with her friends, family, and, you know, the survivor community. So I have to commend Sunday for that. And I just wanted to let her know that here at the Purple Pants Podcast, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And you a survivor, girl. Okay, it's the reason you a survivor. And you know, listen, I truly believe that the doctors could say what they going to say, whatever. But listen, there's, there's a man upstairs that ultimately is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I really do believe a positive attitude and prayer and hope goes a long way. So I just want to let you know, Sunday, that you are definitely in my prayers and I am thinking about you. And that's going to conclude this week's church announcement. Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Okay, let's get into this menu, baby boy. It's a men who, it's a menu. Meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a men who, it's a menu. Meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. Keeping the menu rolling. I'm so excited to have a guest on the podcast. Um, you know, this week I went on Michelle Fitzgerald's live on Whining Wednesday and we raised money for the Trevor Project, which was an amazing cause. Um, however, I really wanted to raise awareness and I really wanted the donations to go to another uh, organization that I have found and I think that it's like worthy of getting behind. So I had reached out to this organization and I was so blessed and honored to be able to have the CEO and the founder of the Mahogany Project, Vernis McFarland on the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Vernis. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it is my honor to have you on the Purple Pants Podcast. So welcome. And a little saying on my podcast, if people listening to my podcast, it means we go together. So listen, we go together. We're going to be connected for a long time now, Vernis. So thank you so much for coming on, on my podcast. So tell the people a little bit about the Mahogany Project and what it is and a little bit about your background. Okay, so the Mahogany Project um, is an organization focused on social isolation, stigma, and access 
justice and justice um, as it relates to TQ LGB plus people. Um, so what we do is we foster space and community for our transgender, non-binary, gender non-conforming people, as well as other LGBT people of color to exist and thrive in their unique dopeness. Um, some of the cool things we do is we put on an event every year that's called the Black Trans Empowerment Week, and it's seven full days of allyship, empowerment of trans people, resources, um, and network connection. Um, where we build up the community, we award a man of the year, a woman of the year, and an ally of the year. And we also go through some, do some pretty dope things like we have a poetry session. Um, we're planning to have a virtual concert this year. Um, so it's a really cool event. Um, so we are super excited to be doing a lot of these other things. Um, in the, in the near future, but um, in 2017, we decided to start the Mahogany Project after the death of China Dahl um, Dupree, who was a young um, woman who um, came to Houston after Hurricane Katrina. She went back home during Mardi Gras season. As she was exiting the store, she was shot 10 times and she left mm. was left between two cars and she died. Wow. Yeah. And it was, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's so sad. And it's like, you know, I'm from Philadelphia and I know stories just like that of like young trans women being killed, being murdered, and they're their killers still at large their cases are still cold cases um and which is why it's been somewhat of a passion project for me as a black man of color who is in the lgbt community um i just think it's important for us you know even in the community to be allies to our trans sisters and brothers and i don't really feel like enough gets talked about it and while we have this huge movement of you know black lives matter going on i also just encourage my listeners encourage my family members uh as well that if we say black lives matters then guess what that means black trans matters black gay men matter all of us matter and i think that it's important um and i don't hear a lot of people speaking up about it and so why it's been very important for me to speak up uh and you know number one to celebrate our dopeness celebrate our flyness okay i can't tell you how many fly black trans friends i have that listen top model who okay tyra banks who (laughs) like get into my black trans friends get into some of my black gay men like you know we so we're so dope we're so fly we're in every Every facet of like food, of fashion, of singing, mm-hmm. of music, but it just seems that we don't get our due justice. And even more, myself, I feel like our black trans females and males of color, they don't get it. They're looked at as like sexual objects. They're looked at as less than and I just, mm-hmm. I feel it like passionate in my heart to speak out about it and to talk about it and to highlight things like the Mahogany Project that does great things for our black LGBTQ community. And I want you to break down that a little bit for me. I love how in the fact that, you know, you guys um, in your mission statement, it's to help the communities of the, the TQLGB. Can you break that down a little bit and can you explain to to the people uh, that don't know what it is and why you have it in that order because I think that that's important. Right, so at the Mahogany Project, we was founded for the sole purposes of expanding and helping trans people. Um, in the deep south where we are in Texas, um, the life expectancy of a black trans woman is 32. Mm. Um, so one of the things that we want to do is to increase the lives of black trans women. And we cannot do that without having an invested interest in which with the way that they live, um, the way that they thrive, um, the way that they access health services or educational systems or jobs. And so we start with the Q because that's who we prioritize. And we come in the Q comes next because now um, millennials and younger black males are identifying as queer. And so to stand the mission of prioritizing people of color and black people, um, we put the Q next because our next 
six people that we service are black queer men and queer men of color. And so it's not to say that we don't have um, people of other descents and and, uh, ethnicities um, that we service through the Mahogany Project, but we want to service and prioritize people that live like us and and exist like us and and, and exist in the same skin tones and reflections as us, because oftentimes we are not the people that are prioritized. We are no. not the people that live in and thriving communities and have the best resources. I'm sorry. Um, for black trans women, the average, um, on average, black trans women make about $10,000 a year. Could you imagine trying to survive off of $10,000? No. I, I, I couldn't at all. And I think that it, it's important for us to talk about things of that nature and, and, and up to uplift them. Um, and a lot of the times I feel like when people hear of black trans, they hear of prostitution. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this. I My background is in social work. And for maybe about eight years, I was doing social work. And we would come across like trans uh, kids in transition. And the way that people would talk about them in my office will oftentimes disgust me. And I would, a lot of the times now, mind you, I would be over in my cubicle, but you know, I love to ear hustle and, and see what Sally doing for lunch and all of that <laughs> stuff. And when I would hear those type of conversations, I would like instantaneously get an attitude and I would pop up and be like, listen, I hear this conversation and I understand, but if this person is saying that they identify as a female and they're going by the name Jasmine, then let's refer to her as Jasmine. Let's use female, like be risk, like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and I explain to people so many times times like you know what can we do i don't understand well how about if you see somebody and maybe you you might be questioning their gender ask them like you know and that goes such a long way because i i really feel like it is it signifies that you see them and being seen and unfortunately in this community it it is part the battle so Mm -hmm. if you could just see them and recognize them it will go such a long way um can you talk about vernus some other stuff that your organization does for this community um, just a little bit more so just my listeners can kind of understand the importance of this this of your mission of what you do because a lot of times I don't think people get it and I don't think if you're not a person of color if you're not a person uh, a trans person of color or not a gay person of color you don't really understand this lifestyle and this lifestyle is it's, it can, it, I'm not going to say can be it's a vicious lifestyle okay you, the odds are always stacked against you and you to overcome something to like get ahead it, it's rare but it happens because we are survivors and we come through but I I just sometimes I don't think people really get the struggle that we go through. So I just want to highlight a lot of the, the things that your organization does for the community. Yes, most definitely. And I'm excited to announce that we're actually launching two new programs. Um in yes. this month um, and we're launching those programs because of some of the things that we saw happen via social media over the last two months um, due to COVID-19 and not having a place for black trans people and black TGNC people to exist and to access mental health services um, so one of the things that we're going to be launching is a program called Tea Time where it's going to be a peer support group a virtual peer support group where um, TGNC folks can show up virtually um, and let go of some baggage and be around their siblings and friends and discuss um, personal issues, private issues, or just connect in ways that they're not able to in the comfort of their own home. Um, and we're also going to be launching a program called Uprising, um, named after the Stonewall Uprising, where TGNC folks can access self-defense items, um, 
such as mace, pepper spray, stun guns. Um, we're going to help them get self-defense classes um, based on COVID-19 restrictions and guidelines. Um, and we're also going to be sending the first group of girls along with one of our sister organizations, um, Save Our Sisters United. We're sending a group of girls on next Wednesday um, to get concealed handgun license. Um, and those are some of the things that we're doing right now, um, aside from starting a watch club and a book club that's going to be virtual as well. Um, and we also do some things like um, provide condom outreach. We connect TNG TNGC folks um, to hormone therapy um, and intro retroviral meds if they're living with HIV. Um, and we also use a program that we developed called The Body Beautiful um, to break stigma and myths uh, not only around just being TGNC, but living with HIV, um, body dysphoria, um, body positivity, and sexual health. Um, so we cover a vast, vast variety of things within our work, but we do it with inside of the communities that we serve. And I love that. And I think that that's important to be in the community that you serve and that you out there in Houston. And it's amazing. And I definitely want to lend my support any way that I can. And I had talked about this a little bit earlier on my podcast, but I'll just bring it to your attention that when I was on the live with Michelle Fitzgerald, I had just created, I had seen these shirts of like these pride shirts of like, you know, gay as fuck. And I'm like, yes, I love that. But I'm like, where's the black ones at? So (laughs) I designed and created my own shirt that says black and gay as fuck. And I'm currently selling them um and i want to give a percentage of the the donation or i I can't even talk i want to give a percentage of the proceeds to your organization so i'm so excited to be able to just do my little part in it and it might not be much but you know it's something and i feel like every little every little bit counts so you know if you guys are out there and you listening you want a shirt please click on the link on my instagram my twitter um and definitely and so for anyone else that's listening uh where does a way that they could donate if they wanted to donate to this amazing project that you guys have in Houston, Texas. So there's a couple ways that people can donate. They can go to the Mahogany Project's Instagram, um, look for the beautiful blush coronation. Um, and you can hit the do- our uh, tea tree link and you can donate there. Um, you can also go to our website, which is www.mymahoganyproject.org. You can donate there. And one of the really cool ways that you can donate throughout the year that doesn't cost any extra work or any extra funding, if you go to smile.amazon.com, you can set the Mahogany Project is your um, nonprofit of choice. Every time that you buy something through smile.amazon.com, a a percentage of what you buy will go directly to our organization. And this this works if you have Prime, Amazon as well. Um, And it it doesn't cost you anything extra. You just, what you buy, we get a portion of that as well. Yes. Well, let me go to my browser right now and set that up right now. Okay? Because baby boy, stay on some Amazon, especially with this COVID going on. Um, so I just want to thank you so much, Vernis, for everything that you do. Um, I can't say thank you enough. And I am so honored that you would come on my podcast in such short notice to kind of just continue to spread your message. So I'm so honored to have you. Um, thank you so much in the Purple Pants Posse. If you listening, if you want to help support, everyone keeps asking me, like, what are causes that we can help? And like, you know, my thing is like, do your research and find something that's like near and dear to your heart. This is something that's near and dear to my heart because it's the life that I live. It's the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's the community that I'm in. And I feel like the only way for for you to want to be something or you know you it's a lot of people out here talking a lot of people could put out blackout tuesdays on their thing a lot of people can use the hashtag black like black lives matter and keep it moving but what is you really doing is what i want to know and so i want to do my part and help an organization that i can get behind so i just want to say thank you so much for coming on my podcast it's amazing and i hope that this helps spread the awareness of the mahogany project it doesn't we're just thank you so much for thinking about us it's just truly an humbling experience like i said um you never know who 
was watching and like you know sometimes knowing that we serve TGNC folks we know that we are underserved population and underserved communities so not too often we are looking at or being seen so it, it feels good to be seen like you said yes absolutely well hopefully this won't be your first time I've, and I've been watching the your Instagram and getting in some of the spoken word and one of the people that you have on there I'm like yes and it's just like so weird because it's like I, I never hear things that like I'm listening to some of the Instagram like talks that you have and I'm what's that guy's name um the what's his name um Darian yes Darian I'm listening to like a lot of things that he talks about and I'm like wow I always think that but I've never heard somebody say like what I've been thinking that like it's just so crazy and what I always say on my podcast is that representation matters it matters Mm -hmm. it matters to like for somebody that looks like you it matters a whole much and so I'm so honored so hopefully listen hopefully this ain't the first time that you come back on a podcast and listen maybe I might be man of the year something I might have to come on down to Houston when this COVID is over. Listen, come on through. Let us know what's up. We got you out here, baby. We have fun. We enjoy our community. And you will love Black Trans Empowerment Week. It's full of family. It's full of, it's an enjoyable experience and we just love on one another. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Continue to be safe and continue to fight the good fight. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. Keeping the menu rolling, rolling down the river. You know, I wanted to take some time because it is Pride Month, June, and talk about some LGBTQ things that have been going on um, in this country right now and some of you may be wondering like why are you like you know why do I choose to amplify you know my voice so much me being a gay black man and why I talk so much about like you know my black trans sisters and the black LGBT community is because a lot of crazy things are happening right now and so I just want to just you know let you know that uh, the current administration on Friday finalized a regulation that would erase protection for transgender patients against discrimination by doctors hospitals and health insurance companies. A move announced on the four-year anniversary of the massacre at the gay nightclub in Orlando and in the middle of Pride Month. The rule, which does not differ much from a proposed version last year, is a part of the broad current administration's effort across multiple areas of policy, including education, housing, and employment, as well as health care, to narrow the legal definition of sex discrimination so that it does not include explicit protections for transgender people which is why I feel like it's so important and so relevant for me now to speak about my experience as a gay black man and the LGBT community and what encompasses and that you know are my black trans sisters that you know talking about the mahogany project why it rings so dear to my heart I have many friends that are transgender and you know I hear their struggles and I hear what they go through and they're just looked at as less than and more specifically in the black community and then here we are this current administration that is supposed to be you know for the people to protect all the people here they go trying to narrow this margin of these people that already have it so hard you know in education and in the health field and in insurance companies and it's like it's it's so disheartening but listen we can't let what this current administration is doing stop us we have to let our voices be heard which is why I am more passionate than ever purple pants posse about speaking out and about just getting information out there and letting you guys know what's happening and why I feel it's so important that come November we need to get out there and we need to vote no matter what political party you're on like you know whatever candidate that is up on the ballot we need to really read what they stand for whether it's Democrat Republican independent you know what really hits home for you and like you know with this current administration literally like changing the laws 
for healthcare and insurance companies that essentially are hurting an already hurt community. It, it, it's, it's, ugh, ugh. That's all I got to say. But you know what? Love always wins. Love wins. And despite everything that's going on, there's still good happening. And so on Monday, the Supreme Court ruled that a landmark civil rights law protects LGBTQ people from discrimination in employment, a resounding victory for the LGBTQ rights for the conservative courts. The courts decided by a six to three vote that a key provision of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, known as Title VII, that bars jobs discrimination because of sex, among other reasons, encompasses bias against LGBTQ workers. The outcome is expected to have a big impact for the estimated eight Point million LGBTQ workers across the country because most states don't protect them from the workplace discrimination. An estimated 11.3 million LGBTQ people live in the U.S., according to the Williams Institute at the UCLA Law School. So listen, it's still good work being done out here. And that was definitely a huge victory for the LGBTQ community. And that's something that needs to be talked about. And like, despite everything that's going on with this current administration, I still have faith that the Supreme Court is still ruling in our favor. And that is great. And, you know, again, again. It brings me back to November when it's time for us to vote. You know, the president has the power to nominate a Supreme Court justice in the event that someone steps down or they die. And it's important for us to get justices in there that have the right state of mind that support us. And, you know, a lot of people might not support the LGBTQ community. But listen, they've got children. They've got family members that are a part of this community. And that directly affects us. And, you know, when you can relate to them like that, like, you know, would you want your son? Would you want your daughter? Would you want your grandson? Would you want your uncle? Would you want your aunt being discriminated at work? No, you wouldn't. So listen, think about it like that. Stop thinking about it as, as we are some these other people. We, we the same as you. We in your family, we in your community, we do, we fight just like you. And it's not fair for us to be discriminated against. And, you know, for me, it just rings home so much more because in this current climate, I feel like I'm being attacked at all levels. I'm a gay black man. And I, 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 you know, the police is killing us. Okay. Systematically. And then here we are, got these laws being passed against the LGBTQ and it it ain't right. And and I'm not going to stand for a purple pants posse. And I'm going to continue to raise my voice and continue to raise my voice and continue to talk about it and I don't care if you don't like it because guess what this is who I am this is what I believe in this is me this is my voice you love me when I'm being funny and all of that stuff well listen you gotta love me and respect me and you got you gonna have to want to demand the rights for me and my community and the people that look up to me you know there's so many young black gay boys that are scared to come out there's so many young black gay transgender people that you know have to work the street uh prostituting themselves because they can't get a job they can't get housing and that ain't right and we gonna fight okay so listen let's go let's get it done let's speak up when we see injustices no matter what it is we gotta speak up because it's not fair okay this is supposed to be the land of the free not the land for the sum okay I think y'all need to hear this again this is supposed to be the land of the free not the land of the free to the sum okay now let listen now listen 
Okay, baby boy, don't play about that. So I just wanted to put that on the menu because I think it's important. And especially with it being Pride Month, like, you know, come on, I got to stand for what I believe in, Purple Pants Posse. Now, let's keep this menu rolling. Now, listen, NASCAR, where my NASCAR fans at? Okay, now, mind you, I don't normally, you know, get into the NASCAR. You know, they just be driving on by. But, you know, I like the cars and I've been to a couple of NASCAR races back in the day. My grandfather, who lived in Albany, you know, he took me to a couple of NASCAR races back in the day. And it's a well-known American sport and it's great. You know, people love it. And so I am proud because, you know, I was minding my business and, you know, I got I came across this article about Bubba Wallace. Okay, Bubba Wallace. Okay, the only full time African-American driver in NASCAR's Cup Series. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Bubba and what he's doing. Okay, now this week, Bubba came out, you know, before race and he donned a shirt that said I can't breathe. And basically it was in support of the Black Lives Matters and everything that's going on with the police brutality and the George Floyd and he did an interview and he talked about how it makes him uncomfortable that during the races, um, during the race, during the, what you call it, the um, the tailgating and in the arenas of where the NASCAR is that, you know, people have the Confederate flags. It makes him uncomfortable as an African American man and he spoke out about it and this is what happens when people spoke speak out a lot of the times we don't say anything and we just like you know let things go but you know let's stand on something okay let's speak out about things that make us uncomfortable that we don't like and Bubba wearing that shirt and doing that interview speaking about uh, speaking about how uncomfortable the confederate flag makes him feel okay change happened baby change NASCAR announced the Confederate flag ban on Wednesday, writing in a statement that the flag's presence at the NASCAR events run contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all the fans, our competitors in our industry, bringing people together around a love for racing and the community that it creates is what makes our fans and the sport so special in a statement that NASCAR released. Okay, yes, this is what I'm talking about. NASCAR. Now listen, I'ma get in my one door Honda Nissan, okay? And I'ma I'ma go. I'm, I'm about to join the NASCAR, okay? Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Stand up, okay? Be heard. And yes, these big major companies. Listen, you get. Are you for us? Or are you against us? Because like I've said before, time and time again, you can no longer be silent, okay? Okay, silence is complicit, okay? Complicit in that silence. So yes, I so appreciate NASCAR for taking that stance and taking that stance in a predominantly white industry like you know that's not an easy stance and you know a lot of people have been pulling out saying that you know they not going to support it anymore oh well bye boo boo see you later don't let the door hit you with a good lord split you because listen if you're not going to stand for equality if you're not going to stand for what's right then get in your little nascar and zoom on out the way okay now, one of NASCAR's high-profile racers, Ray Ticciarelli, you know, he was outraged and basically announced that he was leaving NASCAR. I, and he said something to the effect of, I don't believe in kneeling during anthems nor in take nor taking people's right to fly whatever flag they love. Well, listen, okay, you're not going to fly no flag that symbolizes slavery, okay, that symbolizes colonization, that symbolizes taking a land from people that were already here, okay, and you don't stand behind what? Kneeling? Basically bringing awareness 
to police brutality to the African-American community. Come on. Bye, Ray. Bye, Ray. Ray, choot Shirelli on your way on out the door, okay? Because we ain't here for you. And if you don't want to be a part of the change, then you leave this industry and you leave that mil- the millions of dollars that you get for standing in something that's right. Now, I'm saying you don't have to 100% be behind and believe everything. But w- like, what are you really saying, though, right? Like, you you believe that the police should be able to kill whatever you want and you believe that this flag that basically disrespects members of this NASCAR community oh so I guess what you're saying right is that some members of the NASCAR community are more important than others like no no nope nope not today and not tomorrow so I'm standing with NASCAR and see you later Ray don't don't let the exhaust pipe hit you from the door in the NASCAR okay so I I have to say I'm really proud of NASA and I'm really proud of Bubba Wallace oh Okay, listen, and I just wanted to just bring you that some some positive news and some change in how speaking out can affect change, how staying silent, you know, sometimes feeds into the problem. And so look at, you know, look at Bubba didn't really think that change would come. But, you know, he was asked the question and he responded and NASA took action. I'm saying NASA like we talk about space. NASCAR took action and I'm proud of it. And so I had to put that on the menu. OK, last on this week's menu, we got insecure. Insecure, season four of Insecure, and I'm sad to report that this episode happens to be the season finale. So, child, we're going to have to wait 72 more years, 72 more years before we get season five. But listen, I'd have to say that season four probably was my my favorite season of Insecure yet. This season just for me was so relatable on so many different levels, interpersonal relationships, mental health just you know friendship you, it just was so 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 good so listen if you missed this episode or you missed any of the seasons you can always go back on HBO on demand and catch up but baby so listen oh let me oh, I'm crying y'all I'm crying because I don't even want to deliver I don't even want to get I don't even want to give you this breakdown because I'm so sad because we ain't going to be able to talk about it for another year but listen let me just get into the menu Bryce just get into the menu Okay, Bryce. Okay, we'll get to the menu. You all got to yell at me, Bryce. I'm not yelling at you, but the people is listening wanting to get into insecure and you over here crying. Well, I'm crying because I don't want it to be over. Bryce, I'm, you... Who, oh, child, how spicy Bryce, he just gonna yell at me, okay? Do he know who I am? So this episode picks up with Lawrence coming back from San Francisco, him and Issa meeting up, and Lawrence relaying the good news to Issa that he got the job in San Francisco. It's everything that he wanted, a corner office, an assistant. However, he was kind of indifferent because he doesn't know where things are with him and Issa. Issa, in very true fashion, is super excited for Lawrence and happy that he got the job, and she tells him that she's willing to make it work and that you know long distance ain't a problem you know from where they live in California and San Francisco it's only a 45 minute flight okay and she gonna catch the flights to see Lawrence okay I would too because after all that shebang who cha 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 baby 45 minutes ain't nothing okay Lawrence was really surprised at how willing Issa was to support him and to make their relationship work and Issa was basically saying like listen you never know if things keep going and progressing how they will I relocate to San Francisco shit I relocate to Philly for a little shampoo pank pank by Lawrence okay Bryce stop get back to the show all seems super well with Lawrence and Issa and me that's a fan of Lawrence and Issa since season one this makes me so happy I'm screaming to the top of my lungs like yeah 
Yes, love wins. I'm trying to tell y'all, love be winning. Love be winning out here. So, Molly and Andrew. Molly has a work happy hour or a work event that she's got to attend to and her and Andrew are there. Obviously, Andrew don't seem like he having the greatest time, but he's there to support Molly as he's always been doing this season. One of Molly's co-workers are like, hey, after this, we're going to another spot to hang out after the event's over. And Molly's like, hey, Andrew, do you want to go? And we can clearly see Andrew don't want to go. So Molly's like, can you please go? Please, 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 please. So she begs Andrew to go and he finally gives in like he always does with Molly and agrees to go to the after work party so after they go to the after party they're back home and they want to watch a tv show and molly's like i'm tired i'm gonna go to sleep and andrew's like well i'm gonna catch up on the tv show and molly's like well how you gonna catch up on it and you know not with me wait for me and it brings a big point of contention and a big issue to their relationship to a head and andrew finally addresses what he's been thinking and which us as viewers have been seeing the whole time that it's always the molly show it's always on Molly's time and that it's never about a compromise. It's never about what Andrew wants. It's always about what Molly wants. Andrew brings up the issue with his brother and in true Molly fashion, she dismisses it and makes it about her. And so they're really getting into this heated argument and Molly's phone keeps ringing. It's her friend Kelly and she calls about three times and she finally picks up like, what? So then the scene jumps to their friend Tiffany's house and East is there, Kelly's there and Molly arrives. Tiffany's not there but Tiffany's husband is there. And we quickly gather that Tiffany has gone missing. Now, there has been a common theme in this whole season about Tiffany. Tiffany wasn't a huge component of this season, but in past seasons, we've seen a lot of Tiffany. Tiffany is a bougie friend. She got her husband. She was married. Tiffany's one of those, like, perfect people. She always loves expensive things. And so, you know, Tiffany's life is perfect. However, what we've seen of Tiffany this season is after that she's had her baby, she's been depressed. She's been out of it. We even see her, like, Issa's block party. She getting lit. She getting Lichiani and even sends the husband home to watch this baby now y'all know my social worker instincts kick in and I'm like this is she must really be suffering from postpartum depression and what I love again about Insecure is they always touch on subjects that in the black community don't always get talked about and it's always like a hush hush thing and so we don't as a black community really talk about postpartum depression and a lot of things that you know go with it so we're at the house and she's been missing for almost 24 hours her husband is like you know she said she was going to a movie and you know she hasn't come back home and they're concerned the police are saying she hasn't been going long enough for them to file a missing person report but they're concerned the husband is worried like you know his wife ain't come home so they start retracing her steps of where she went she went to the movies they go to the movies they talking to the people at the movie theater they haven't seen her and then Issa is like well the last time she did something like this or the last time we went to the movies you know we went out and got margaritas and you know these are the three margarita places that we went to although Tiffany is missing one good thing about this that made me happy as a viewer was seeing like Molly and Issa working together although there were a lot of awkward times with them as they were on the hunt for Tiffany but they still came together for a common goal and I'm like yes hopefully there is hope for my Molly and my Issa so they finally figure out the Mexican spot that she went to they're actually are able to take a look at their camera and they see that she got on the bus so they all get on the bus and they're trying to figure out what hotel that she could be at and finally Kelly figures out what hotel she's at so they go to the hotel they're on the fifth floor and right before Andrew kind of knocks on the door it's kind of like he's nervous he doesn't know what he's about to find to his wife he knocks on the door and Tiffany opens the door and Tiffany just says to him I didn't know what else to do I didn't know what else to do I was lost and low-key I got a little emotional because the husband 
husband was so happy to see Tiffany. He just, you know, consoled her and basically was telling her everything's going to be all right. Now, I don't know what about that got me so emotional. Maybe because I don't got a man. And maybe if I went missing for a couple of days, nobody would come looking for me. And I wouldn't have no embrace in my baby daddy. But it's something about that scene really just got to me that, you know, no matter what, no matter what she's dealing with. And even while they were looking for her, he talked about how he saw the signs that she was not doing well. He just did not know how serious it was and what he could do to help support her. So it was really good to see him being there for her and not judging her. And, you know, as she's saying, I didn't know what else to do he's just being the good husband that he is and supporting her it's just something about that got emotional for me and let's just say this wasn't the only time during this episode that i got emotional so whoo purple pants posse clutch your pearls so everyone goes back home molly goes to andrew's house and is really trying to work things out with andrew and you know molly is saying like i'm going to do better i'm going to try to be more open and molly gets really emotional and starts crying and andrew is like what are you really fighting for like you're doing all of this but what are you really fighting for do you really want to be in this relationship do you feel like this relationship is even worth all of that and molly just kind of like stops in the middle of her crying and i guess she is kind of thinking like what am i really fighting for like if it's this much work for us to be together so i don't know what really happens but i'm assuming that they break up and that kind of sucks because mind you andrew was kind of easy on the eyes and i'm sad for molly because she really tried to invest and do things right in this relationship and i can relate to somebody that you know hasn't been in a relationship in a long time in the last couple of times that i've tried i felt like you know ugh maybe just relationships aren't for me so I was able to connect with Molly on that level now Issa gets home and is at her house chilling and Lawrence comes over and Issa's like baby I've been so tired we was looking for Tiffany all night but what's up with you and Lauren's like I gotta tell you something and I'm like here we go here we go with the bull here we go with the bull crap because I told y'all last episode Purple Pants Posse I felt like it was something with Lawrence that he was high and something or you know whatever so Lawrence reveals to Issa that Condola came over last night now, at first, I'm like, no, wait a minute, him and Cadola, back and again. But Lawrence reveals that Condola came over and told him that she was pregnant. Condola, come here so I can pop you. Messing up my thing with Lawrence and Issa. What you mean you pregnant, Condola? Why y'all out here doing a nasty, nasty and not using protection, Condola and Lawrence? And so Issa is shocked and doesn't know what to say. And Lawrence essentially tells her that Condola wants to keep the baby. Uh, but, and she says to Lawrence, like, you don't have to be a part of the baby's life. Like, first of all, don't even say that to him. Obviously, if you're going to keep the baby, he's going to want to be a part of the baby's life. But Lawrence tells Issa that he does not want to be with Condola and that he wants to be with Issa and that Issa is the love of his life and that, you know, he wants to be with Issa and that y'all thought I was getting emotional before and that baby, I'm literally sitting up on my bed holding a pillow like, what's going on? What's going on? Can Issa make this work? Like, what's going to happen? And Issa essentially says, this is too much. This is too much. And then that scene ends. And so we don't really know where they leave off at. Like, oh my God, I was rooting for you. We all were rooting for you. I'm all sad now i'm like oh god they did just you know got me all upset you know all these relationships falling apart 
Then the episode ends with Molly at that Ethiopian restaurant that we talked about three weeks ago. And we see Molly sitting down. And I'm like, okay, what's about to happen? Who who about to come? Andrew. And we see Issa arrives to the restaurant. And they sit down. And Molly's like, thank you so much for coming. And Issa's like, thank you so much for calling. And the camera kind of sort of pans out. And we see them just kind of talking. So at least it ends on that note that Molly and Issa are talking. But who? I wasn't ready for all of this. And I wasn't ready for Lawrence to give condolences a baby if he wanted to get somebody a baby he could have gave me a baby I mean you know what never mind don't say that brace but oh my god it was a lot so this season was a amazing I loved all of the issues that they highlighted on in the black community and what I always say about the show is that like you know I see myself I see my family members I see my friends in this show so I'm so sad this season is over so we'll have to wait until next summer for it to come back out but for you guys that have been listening along and that have not watched it make sure that you go to HBO demand and watch all of the seasons I might have to go back and just rewatch season one again because I need my insecure fix. Ugh, it was so good. It's a purple pants pick. It's a purple pants pick. If you hurry up quick, it's a purple pants pick. Yeah. And we are on to the purple pants picks. If you don't know, then I'll let you know. Every Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, I will post a a picture of purple pants and I'll say drop your topics. And this is your opportunity as the listener to have a part of the show. You talk, you get to pick the topics that you want me to talk about or my opinion. It could be about anything. It could be about home and garden. It could be about TV shows. It could be about pop culture, the news, food. And you know your baby boy loves some food. So listen, let's not wait anymore. Let's get into the first purple pants picks. Alright, the first Purple Pants pick this week is coming from Jessica and Frey. She wants to know, are you interested in the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix? Um, They're actually in Philadelphia, so are you interested? So I gotta be honest, guys. A lot of you guys have been writing that in for the Purple Pants picks and been telling me like, oh my god, did you see they was in Philly? And I was so excited because they did film here in Philly last summer. However, after they filmed here last summer, a lot of the employees of the Old Navy that they filmed at started speaking out on Twitter and they were saying things to the effect that the workers stayed up all night to help stage the store and the Old Navy store that they filmed at was the Old Navy downtown and a lot of the workers at that Old Navy are people of color and they were so excited to be a part of Queer Eye and they were just so excited they got the store ready and they were ready however when the day of filming came Old Navy brought in other employees from other locations that were not people of color and that during the filming the workers and the people of color were not seen filmed and they only highlighted the people that they brought to outsource and they were not people of color and so they really were outraged about that and so when I saw that I was almost upset like you know what if you're going to highlight Old Navy and their workers especially the people of color that have been working all night to stage the store and be a part of it like and to just cut them out and the fact that the people that they brought in none of them were people of color I had a problem with that so I actually have been staying away from it this season so I I have not watched it unfortunately because I, I, I didn't like what I heard and what I read so no I didn't watch it unfortunately well now what else you got what's the next one the next purple pants pick is from EA Taylor 20 question about desserts 
Are you chocolate or fruity kind of person? Who eat salad? Now you know, am I chocolate or am I fruity? Well, listen, you know I'm, I, you know I'm a chocolate fruity myself. But seriously, I would probably have to say I'm more of a fruity type of guy. I don't really love chocolate. Now that don't mean I don't eat it and partake in the chocolate, but I don't really crave it. Like when I eat it, I enjoy it, but I don't never, I, I never really crave the chocolate. I'm more of a, a fruity type of person. I'm more of a gummy type of person. And in fact, for our brunch, we had um fruit we like made our own little fruit tray and we bought the uh the cream cheese dessert dipping fruit dip Ooh, baby do i love the cream cheese fruit dip listen sometimes i'll put it in the freezer and freeze it and they eat it just as ice cream itself listen i love the sweets and i'm like an old man after i eat dinner i'm always like I need some sweet. I need some sweet. So I definitely would ha- definitely would have to say I am more fruity than chocolate. <laughs> what else you got? The next question is from CBS Stasi. She has a question about former Survivor contestant Anna Quaite. Um, she's telling teenagers they're going to hell for being gay. What are your thoughts? Ooh, what are my thoughts? What are my thoughts? What are my thoughts? Wait, let me see if I can get Nene Leaks from the Real Housewives of Atlanta to help me figure out what I want to say. Nene, what you think? Trash box, trash box. We will call you later. Good night. Bye, trash box. I'm gonna go ahead and bye bye. You what you need to do, trashy. Good night. Good night, trash box. Yeah, that pretty sums it up for me, Nene. Trash box. I I don't I don't even want to dignify her with a response because I I'm tired of talking to ignorant people and it, there's no point to try to educate ignorant people like that. She's canceled. Good night, trash box. What's next? All right, so the next one is from Teresa Curry. She wants to know uh, more about your gardening, what you've been doing to it, and she thinks it looks gorgeous. Well, the gardening that I've been doing, I've been propagating a lot of plants in my house and repotting them. But I think you might be talking about like the fertilizing and the rocks that I've been doing. Well, Wendell is getting ready to move. And so he's so excited to move into his new house. And he's been doing a lot of gardening outside of his home. And in true Wendell fashion, because he's cheap. Okay, he's very frugal. You know, he don't want to pay people to do it. So he enlists his friends, i.e. me and Joey. So we've been like fertilizing and, you know, putting rocks down as he's creating an oasis in his backyard so it's really been fun i've been loving it though so that's really been the outdoor planning that you've been seeing me do with the wheelbarrow with the fertilizer and planting like plants we've been doing like some laurels in the front so that he'll have like they'll grow up and have privacy but it's really been fun so i have to give it to window he really does have an eye and so we started kind of like doing the backyard he had this whole vision in his head and i'm like bitch i don't really see it but he's like it's gonna come together it's gonna come together and so it really has been coming together and it's great and i love it because i got a green thumb but i've also been doing my own thing in my house and i've been trying to create a little oasis of my own in my backyard so it's been fun i love gardening during this quarantine time it's really kind of giving me purpose and also just like therapy for me like you know i just i don't have to think about much when i'm doing it so i i really really love it so thank you i I like that you've been noticing it so what else you got the next pick is from austrian ashley um she wants to know if you've heard of the movie um uncorked on netflix Hey, Austrian Ashley, not to be confused with Australian Ashley. Yes, so funny. I've seen the movie Uncorked and I recommend it to Barb. I've started recently like a movie club with me and Barb. I'll recommend a movie that I like and I'll tell Barb to watch it and then she'll like report back and obviously all the movies that I tell her to watch are so good and she'll tell me some movies that she watches and not all of Barb's picks are good. But Uncorked was definitely one of them. I really liked it. It was about an African-American family that has this business and there's this son that wants to do his own 
own thing and I won't really get into too much details for anyone that hasn't watched it so that you guys can watch it and you know there's conflict in the family about like the son wanting to kind of do his own thing and not really following the family business there's some tragedy that happens uh, however the family comes together and so it's a really good it's a, a light hearted fa- fun family film and I love it because it's featuring a black family now the one drawback that I will say Austrian Ashley that I did not like about the movie I was not happy with the ending I wanted more I felt like the ending just was like so abrupt and was like oh this is the end I wanted to see more of the son and what he did to the space but I'll be I'm being very vague because for anyone that's listening that if you have not seen Uncorked on Netflix you definitely should because it's really good but Austria Ashley I wanted more I wanted to see more of what they created I I was just I was craving for more but yeah it's a really good movie all right now what's the next one the last purple pants pick is from underscore period underscore Damon underscore. What type of music do you like? Genres, artists, etc. Now, you know, your baby boy loves all types of music, but I would definitely have to say my favorite, favorite, favorite music is R&B. I love classic soul R&B. I love the new R&B that's going on. Obviously, you know, your baby boy loves rap, but I really do love R&B. I love some of the newer artists that are out like Janae Aoki, Summer Walker, Snow Allegra. I really love this uh, singer called Emily King. I love me my Mary J. Blige. I love me my Ashanti's. I love me my Maya's. So I really love R&B. So I just love it. I love, you know, it make you feel some. Sometimes it make you feel bad. Sometimes it makes you feel happy. It can relate. So that's like my favorite genre. But I definitely love a little pop. I definitely love a little hip hop R&B. I definitely love rap. You know, I love me some little Kim. You know, I love the new rappers that are out. You know, I love Sweetie. You know, I love Cash Doll. Saucy Santana you know I'm not a huge Nicki Minaj fan but I have to give her credit some of her music be fire so yeah I love it all I like to listen to a lot and that's going to conclude this week's Purple Pants Picks thanks everyone for all your picks and be on the lookout this Saturday to my Instagram Bryce Isaiah if you didn't get a pick in don't forget get it in baby boy I want to know what you want my opinion on all right it is time for advice Alright everybody, welcome back to another edition of Advice with Bryce. We once again have another great submission from you guys. So let's just get right into it as we always do here. And let's get some advice with Bryce. So here it is. Hi Bryce. I am in need of some advice for a relationship I have. Let's call him Tom. I have been friends with Tom for 10 years. He's a really good friend. He even stood up in my wedding. We have complete opposite opinions. I appreciated this early on since he was the only person in my life that really challenged my beliefs. When Trump was first running for president, our conversations turned into debates and it got ugly at times. It's odd because in person we are fine since we don't bring up anything political, but the gloves often come on over texting. George Floyd's murder struck another heated battle. I've learned to stay calm no matter how much his strong beliefs really hurt me. I try to stick with facts. I've been listening to you speak and also Wendell, which has really helped me explain my beliefs more effectively. So thank you for that. Our relationship has worked when we don't bring up heated world issues, but it's impossible for me to be silent about my beliefs right now. It kills me that I associate myself with someone who doesn't believe in equality for everyone. It's not that easy to just drop him as a friend. Tom's a really great person. He's a part of a small, close group of friends that we have, and I care for him a lot. He grew up a lot differently than me and has some really messed up points of view, in my opinion. Bryce, have you ever experienced something similar? What the hell should I do? 
Thanks. Love you and your podcast, Lauren. And once again, if you feel like you need advice with Bryce, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Purple Pants Podcast. You can contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Nasir. And thanks, Lauren, for a great question and a timely question. Um, Yes, Lauren, I have experienced uh, many times in my life and even more recently in the survivor community. I feel like there are a lot of times in the survivor community. It poses a question to me a lot because I want to be a person that says, hey, we don't have to always agree and we still can be, you know, we can still get along. However, I do feel like there is a point that you have to draw a line and there are some things that you have to stand up for and sometimes standing up for things meaning ending friendships and it's a hard thing to do because obviously you love the person and you don't want to end a friendship over beliefs or because someone disagrees with you but there are some things that to me are like my bottom line and that I just draw a point to and so I'm not saying that that's where you at with Tom but for me in my life I've had to separate myself from some people um, you know close friends co-workers and some people in the survivor community for me I had to say that my life matters and if you can't see me and see that my life matters then I don't need to be a part of your life now again I'm not saying that has been my decision for everyone because some people that I feel like can respectfully and articulate their opinion although we may disagree I feel like it is important for me to remain friends with them and to remain the person that I am and to stand in the beliefs that I have because you never know how you might be able to change somebody's point of view so and if that's how you feel about Tom then continue to be his friend however being his friend you might need to set some clear boundaries and what I mean by clear boundaries is saying that hey Tom I respect you and I wish you well but listen there are some topics that I'd I'd wish not to talk with you about because we disagree so much and I strongly believe in this and I think that that's okay for you to say and you know the ball will be in Tom's court if that he respects you enough not to bring it up then cool but it's important for you Lauren to continue to stand at what you believe in and continue to speak out even if it's not the Tom and you know I've seen a lot of things on Instagram and there was this one girl her name's Amanda Seal she actually plays Tiffany on Insecure and she recently made a post that said I'm not wasting my time speaking to people that don't want to understand that don't want to get it and maybe that's just your new approach Lauren is that like you aren't going to waste your time speaking about these issues to people that don't want to understand because truly in my point like some of the things that we are standing for and some of the things that we are fighting for justice it it, it don't take rocket science you know it's not algebra it's not chemistry it's very simple things so instead of putting energy into people like Tom, put your energy into more like-minded people that can actually have a conversation or maybe people that don't necessarily agree with you but are more open. Spend your time doing that and that way you can preserve your friendship with Tom and you don't have to talk about these negative things. However, it's very clear that you do have that conversation with Tom where you set your boundaries and you set the reasons of your boundaries and you are you are very clear that, listen, this is something that I strongly believe in and I understand what you're saying, but listen, I'm going to ask you not to bring it up with me anymore. And I feel like that way you can still remain that friendship, but he knows where you stand and knows your boundaries. For me, it's a little different because in the sense of I feel like it's harder for me because this topic is so emotional because for me, it's life or death. (laughs) You know, for me, it's like they're killing us. And for me, it's hard 
to have people in my life that can't see that, but yet they call themselves my friend. And I try to come from the loving standpoint and to educate people, but I can only do so much and my patience is thin and I'm tired and I'm not, I'm I'm tired of wasting my time. And so what I've been simply doing is removing myself from those, those people that don't want to see what's going on or want to stay uneducated and ignorant. So I choose not to waste my time on it. But I think that is a very good question, Lauren. And I think that it, it's coming up a lot and I try y'all know I'm on a roll for a better bright so I, I truly try to be the most compassionate and loving person that I can be but if I'm not getting it back then why waste my time and you know I have to stand in what I believe in and it's not always easy and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's upsetting but you know what if you truly believe in the cause Lauren and you truly believe that you are doing the right thing then you might need to separate yourself and you might not want to just waste your energy like having these debates and battles with people so that's my advice Laura I hope it helps thank you so much for reaching out and again if anyone else is looking for advice with Bryce whether it be relationship whether it be work stuff whether it be love life whether it be you know more similar topics like this you know how to reach your baby boy you can reach me at the purple pants podcast at gmail.com and listen I put it right up on the podcast and we can have the discussion the following message is brought to you by Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hi, this is Miss Barb. And today a question is being asked of black parents. Have you had the talk regarding racism with your sons? Yes, I did. And this is one of the many uncomfortable conversations I've had with my boys. I remember when my four sons, Brian, Bevan, Brendan, and Bryce, and I were in the mall. I had to instruct them not to run while in the mall so they would not be viewed or suspected of stealing. My son Bevan spoke up and pointed out that at that very same moment, we were witnessing young white boys running through the mall and asked, why couldn't they do the same? I explained to them that there were two sets of rules, one for the blacks and one for the whites. Black boys running in the mall were viewed as running to get away from the store because they stole merchandise, while white boys running through the mall were merely being playful. I felt I had to prepare and protect my sons from the system, a system where these two same rules still apply today. I applaud and pray for all of the protesters for their courage to speak out against the injustices in this world. We all must stand up, speak out, march, and protest in any fashion we are able. As I watched on Tuesday the homegoing celebration for George Floyd, my heart ached and tears flowed for George Floyd and his family. My question is, when 
When will the killings end? I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that everything happens for a reason. George Floyd didn't die in vain and that a change is going to come. His death has started a movement all around the world. And as long as we continue to fight against the injustices of this world to ensure that blacks will no longer live in fear of their lives while living their life, as Vice President Biden stated during his message to the Floyd family. We have to be diligent in our peaceful protest, our marches, coupled with the belief that one day we can all live in peace, love, and respect for one another. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Wow. I just have to say thank you so much, Mommy, for sharing that message. Uh, You know, I'm always proud of you and I've never been more proud to be your son and I just want to say thank you mom I uh I wasn't you know I know that was a lot for my mom to get that off her chest and I you know thank you mom for using your platform here uh on the purple pants podcast to speak out about how you feel uh as a mother raising four african-american boys so I think that that's really powerful and you know I'm always a fan of my mom's barb's message So if you felt something from that message, if you got something from it, don't be scared to tweet me. Let me know. Send me a DM because, you know, I always screenshot it and send it to my mom. My mom loves to hear it. So thank you so much. And that is going to conclude this week's Barb's message. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be Yes, we on to this week's Freak of the Week, Big Bang. And I'm excited about this one because this one kind of came to me by surprise. So let me set the stage in the story. So all throughout the week, you know, I have my friend Sarah. She'll sometimes send me stories that she finds important and thinks that, you know, I should talk about on the podcast. So she's the one that sent me the story about Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver. So when I read the story, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so great. Let me put it on the podcast. So today when I'm recording a podcast, you know, I like to get me my images of the people so we can see what they look like and I don't know why like I just you know I never you know normally me I like my football players I like my college basketball players I like the fencing I like the tennis people but you know I never really looked into the NASCAR people so when I'm looking up for a photo of Bubba I'm sorry let me let me say that again when I was looking up a photo of Bubba Baby, I looked Bubba up on the Instagram, Bubba Wallace, and ooh, Chile, you, I ain't know the only black NASCAR racer Bubba was that kind of looking all right, as I would say. And so one of my favorite photos that he has from June 6th is like pre-day, pre-race day, current eats on the lake, and he's eating some McDonald's chicken fingers. Well, wait, Bubba, let, let, let me feed you some chicken nuggets, all right? I might got a little more than some chicken nuggets for you. 
cute, Bubba, but listen, I didn't know Bubba looked so cute. So yes, Bubba, thank you so much for standing up for what really matters. And also, thank you for being so cute. I'd like to thank your mother and father. Maybe one day I could be Mr. Wallace. Bubba! So yes, I Bubba is double time on the Purple Pants Podcast. I think this is the first time we had somebody on the menu and has made Freak of the Week. I've definitely got to give it to Mr. Bubba Wallace. Okay, he's officially the Freak of the Week. If y'all want to, go to his Instagram, Bubba Wallace, okay? And go to that photo where he's sitting on a boat, got his thighs out, eating some McDonald's. He's definitely the Freak of the Week. Well, guys, with that being said, we have come to the conclusion of another podcast. I am so honored that you guys look forward each week to my podcast just like me okay but listen before we go make sure you subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts make sure you give me a five star rating please write a review let me know what you think and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend okay baby cause we popping over here and I was so excited to see the last couple of weeks we've been charting on the top Apple podcast charts I was like oh my god like yeah Y'all making me so proud. It truly humbles me. And I I love my Purple Pants Posse. I love the new listeners. It's such an amazing experience. But listen, let me go. I'll see y'all next week. You know where to find me. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.